for years, Silicon Valley could do no wrong. Consumers crave social networking and the endless stream of free information on the internet. Few considered how these services were being paid for. Then a wave of data breaches spurred a new realization. The price of all this great tech was our privacy. Investigative reporting, congressional hearings, and now government force breakups are dominating the conversation around technology. I'm Alex Yule. Welcome to The Readback. Today, I'm joined by Eric Savitz, Barron's new associate editor covering technology from Palo Alto, California. Hey, Eric. Hey, Alex. How are you? Last week seemed to be this turning point in the conversation about big tech. We learned that the federal government was investigating Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple. So why are we suddenly talking about breaking up the tech giants? Yeah, so there's a lot going on here. For one thing, this whole did kick off early last week. Big tech looks to be in big trouble. Is Amazon, Google, or Apple, or all the above, are they monopolies that should be broken up? Fang stocks getting crushed Monday, tumbling on fears of increased government scrutiny. When there were several stories that said that the FTC and justice were going to kind of divide up the four tech companies. New reports that the DOJ and the FTC's antitrust divisions could be setting their sights on big tech with industry giants like Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook facing possible investigations. And of course, for weeks now, we've had political candidates uh, talking about how something needs to be done about large tech companies. Elizabeth Warren, for example, has said that the giant tech companies right now are eating up little tiny businesses, startups, and competing unfairly. And so there seems to be a growing sense that something needs to be done about these very large technology companies, although it's not entirely clear that antitrust is the right solution, but the conversation has become more earnest in the last few weeks, for sure. So one of the ways that government gets involved, or probably the way government gets involved in this sort of regulation and trying to actually do something when they see a problem is, is antitrust, right? The idea of monopolies and companies being too big. So is this really the 21st century version of Standard Oil? It's probably not the 21st century version of Standard Oil. Uh, if you think about what happened in those days, right, there was this situation where John Rockefeller controlled basically the entire U.S. oil industry that included production and distribution and refining and retailing. And there's nothing like that going on here. And I think you have to take this apart a little bit and look at these companies individually. Apple is a huge company, but doesn't really dominate the market in which it has the most important uh, business. So in mobile phones, there are actually more Android mobile phones than there are Apple. Which is amazing when you think about it, given how much attention Apple gets. It's astonishing, right? Now, so I think in Apple's case, there are some concerns around the way they sell applications in the App Store, but that's not the same as saying that Apple needs to be broken up. If you look at Amazon, there's also some complaining that Amazon unfairly pops up their own products, the Amazon Basics products, when you search for things on Amazon.com. Now, uh, that, that may or may not be a legitimate complaint, but nonetheless, it's certainly not an argument to break up Amazon. Amazon is certainly very big, but it does not dominate retailing right. in, in the kind of way that the law is designed to address. Walmart, of course, is even larger still. And in the case of Google and Facebook, you could argue that um, the two on a combined basis have dominance in online advertising. And if you take their market shares combined, they do uh, control most of the online advertising market, certainly in the U.S. 
However, there are alternatives. Uh, you don't have to use Google for search. You do not have to use Gmail for email. You do not have to be on Facebook. And so the question here is whether this is the right remedy for the problems that they create. There are certainly big questions and serious concerns about privacy and control of personal data on social networks. Right. Is that really properly addressed by antitrust? I'm not sure that it is. Yeah, I mean, one of the really interesting points that I thought you made in your Barron's column this weekend was this idea that this really, we're talking about regulation, we're talking about breaking up these companies, but to you, at least, this felt a lot more like our own societal regret for how dominant we've allowed technology to become in our in our everyday lives. Yes, that's right. So Look, I am on all of these services all the time. I'm on Facebook constantly and, and all use all of these services. However, there is a legitimate question about are we trading off too much information to get a quote unquote free services, right? We don't pay for Gmail. We don't pay for Google search. We don't pay to watch things on YouTube uh, for the most part. So the question that is growing with some urgency is whether people are in fact a, be properly compensated for the use of their data, and B, if they really understand how it's being used and do they have uh, control over the way their data is being used. And what do you think? Do we need breakups to force change out there, to force change in the tech community? Well, so first of all, I don't think that the antitrust tools that we have in place are really applicable to the problems that we face. So I'm not sure that breaking up these businesses is really a thing that's going to happen anyway. I mean, existing antitrust law was really designed to prevent predatory pricing by monopolists. So in the case of Facebook and Google, they're not charging anything. So Yeah, how do you find a consumer harm? Right, so it's hard to argue that they're, yeah. they're engaging in predatory pricing when they have no pricing, right? I think that the real issues are around other kinds of regulation. I think it's less about breaking them up and more about sunshine and adding some rigor to the rules around what these businesses should be allowed to do or not allowed to do. And, you know, there's a model for this a little bit with the European GDPR, where they've created some rules that the tech industry doesn't especially like on disclosure, on uh, the right to be forgotten, um, you know, which is this idea that you can go to a, a Google or a Facebook and basically say, please delete all of my data. And that doesn't mean just take it off the web. It means like delete it from your database and make, make it go away. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I wonder, if we were to break up a company like Amazon, one thing that would be probably interesting and probably valuable to investors and, and maybe to consumers too is you would suddenly have maybe more data on a lot of these companies. One thing that Silicon Valley, I think, is pretty good at, or bad at, depending on your view, is actually talking to people about and, and being transparent about their businesses, right? So we don't actually know that much about AWS. If it was a standalone business, we probably would. Same with, with YouTube, right? Yeah, that is true. It is a long-standing frustration in the investment community that Amazon and Google and Facebook have been less than transparent about their businesses. In Apple's case, where they were somewhat more transparent, they suddenly have decided to provide less data, in particular around unit sales for phones and for other devices. So you would get a lot better view of things like how big is YouTube, for example. I will say, and I did write about this, that there is this view from some investors that it would actually be great from an investor point of view to say, force Facebook to spin off Instagram and WhatsApp or have Google spin off YouTube that you might generate additional shareholder value. Yeah, you had this somewhat counterintuitive piece last week making that very point, right? That breakups might not actually be so bad for investors. Explain that just a little bit more for us. Well, let's take Facebook, for example. 
one of the criticisms of Facebook is that they were allowed to buy WhatsApp and Instagram. Instagram, in particular, raises the ire of people who think that it was that was just a direct competitor that they shouldn't have been allowed to acquire. But all of those pieces have thrived in the last few years, certainly in terms of the size of their their user bases. And the argument is spin them off, make them separate standalone companies that they will innovate more, create more competition, but really unlock value for Facebook shareholders. So for the Facebook shareholders who are thinking that having these businesses spun off would be bad, I actually think there's an argument that says this would be pretty good from a value creation standpoint. Yeah, and you also use the example of AWS or Amazon Web Services, which is the cloud component of Amazon. You say that AWS on its own could be a $500 billion business. Yeah, it's an astonishing business that people don't know that much about. It is the premier cloud computing business. Every startup in America um, and lots of other companies end up using their computing systems to run their products. They are growing like crazy. And there is uh, there are some estimates that suggest if you spun them off, this would become a half a trillion dollar market cap business and one of the 10 largest companies in, in the world. Now, does Amazon want to do that? No, they may not want to do that. But the I think the irony is where the pressure may need to come from is not from Washington, but from Wall Street. It would certainly give us a lot to talk about. All right, Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. To read more of Eric Sabitz and Barron's reporting on Silicon Valley and the potential antitrust action, check out barons.com. I'm Alex Yule. The show is produced by Meta Litzhoff. The Readback will return next Wednesday. <laughs>